This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. Late great Jeff Healy and the Jeff Healy Band, Angel Eyes from June of 1989, song written by the incredible John Hyatt, and uh, we play that today here at the top of the podcast for a specific reason. We will talk about that later in the podcast as we talk about that guy, Jeff Healy. So we'll uh, cover that later in the show but what a great song been other great versions of that too john hyatt actually did a version of it himself one of the cool versions was done by uh, the new grass revival that great progressive bluegrass band and they did it on their very last album that they uh, ever did called friday night in america if you if you want to download a great album friday night in america is it 1989 new grass revival very, very cool. But we'll talk about the uh, Jeff Healy Band later in the podcast. Well, welcome, everybody. Monday, October 25th. Hope everybody had a fabulous weekend. Well, what a weekend it was as far as news is concerned. We're going to rattle through some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. Give you the very latest on the Alec Baldwin prop gun situation. Boy, that thing has just taken on a life of its own. We have some Brian Laundry news today. More Brian Laundry news. Of course, Brian Laundry, the uh, fiance of the late now Gabby Petito. And now we think, I say that in air quotes, we think he has also passed. But uh, we don't know. And uh, we'll tell you why that is. Just a lot of crazy things happened over the weekend. And uh, we'll cover that for you today here on the podcast. Something that also happened this weekend is we dropped a spinning class episode yesterday. It was our first of two shows we're doing for Halloween. Now, we didn't play some of those songs you would expect. You know, we didn't play Thriller and Monster Mash and uh, Ghostbusters. No, we played some of those quirky, hard-to-find little Halloween songs. And if you can get a chance to listen to it, you can hear it right here. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you'll find yesterday's spinning class episode. Hope you get to check that out. All right, let's whip through some news here on the podcast. Stuff that happened over the weekend. Start with the latest on this uh, Brian Laundrie situation. They now say that Brian Laundrie's parents say they're grieving privately. Cause of death for Brian Laundrie is still undetermined. The uh, attorney... Steve Bertolini, he is the attorney for the Laundry family, told a TV station in Florida today that Laundry's remains had been transferred to an anthropologist for further evaluation. No manner or cause of death was determined. Bertolini also confirmed reports there would be no funeral service for Laundry. He said the parents, Chris and Roberta, 
were currently grieving privately in Florida with their daughter, Cassie. After more than a month of searching, authorities located Laundrie's remains and other evidence. October 20th, the Carlton Reserve in Sarasota County. Remains were identified using his dental records. They were found alongside some personal items, including a backpack, a dry bag, and a notebook, which experts believe could provide further clues. Now, again, dental records are dental records. Um, but there's a lot of people that are really, really unhappy with the laundry family and the parents. Because, again, uh, they're going to do uh, this cremation. They're not going to have a funeral. So, again, uh, we know now uh, that the dental records have at least said it's Brian Laundry, But we do not have a cause of death. And uh, we're not sure if we will ever know. Because, again, there is going to be a cremation. And uh, there is going to be no funeral. And that's the latest on the Brian Laundry situation. Now, the latest on the Alec Baldwin situation. People are now coming out saying that he was incredibly careful around guns. A camera operator told authorities that Baldwin had been careful with weapons on the set of the film Rust before the actor shot and killed that cinematographer with a gun he'd been told was safe to use. Cameraman Reed Russell told a detective Baldwin was rehearsing a scene in which he was set to draw his gun while sitting in a church pew and pointed at the camera. Russell said he was unsure whether the weapon was checked before it was handed to Baldwin. Camera wasn't rolling when the gun went off. Authorities said yesterday the assistant director, Dave Halls, had handed the weapon to Baldwin, announced cold gun, indicating it was safe to use. When asked about how Baldwin treated firearms on the set, Russell said the actor was very careful, citing an instance when Baldwin made sure a child actor was not near him when a gun was being discharged. The affidavit released yesterday also includes statements by the director, who was standing behind Hutchins. He was wounded. Tell the moments before the shooting shows there was turmoil on the set the day of the shooting. Several members of the crew walked off the production in a dispute over payment and lodging. Now, again, this is a movie, low-budget movie, produced by Alec Baldwin and starring Alec Baldwin. And I'm sure... There is an awful lot more that's going to come out about this. There's going to be uh, some serious uh, legal action. I'm not saying criminal action, but there's definitely going to be uh, some civil action brought against Alec Baldwin and, and others. And we'll find out exactly what comes out of that. Well, we're approaching Halloween. And if you want to go to one of the most haunted places in America and you live here in our area, you don't have to go very far. Because a new report out shows that one of the most haunted places in America is in Oklahoma. In case you don't know, Yelp recently put out the 25 most haunted places in America. The uh, number one is the Old Pink House in Savannah, Georgia. Jackson Square, Muriel's Jackson Square in New Orleans, number two. Alcatraz, number three. Ernestine and Hazel's Bar and Grill in Memphis, number four, and the Washoe Club in Virginia City, Nevada, is number five. Now, how close are we to one of these spots? Well, Oklahoma City has the number 23 most haunted place, and uh, that's a place if you've never been to, you got to check it out. It is the incredible Skirvin 
Hilton Hotel in Oklahoma City. It will give you the creeps if you spend the night there. And uh, that is one of the 25 most haunted places in America. Now, there have been stories about the Skirvin Hotel being haunted. There's been a legend about Effie the housekeeper who likes to play pranks on guests. However, there's no official record of Effie. You might remember seven years ago, several NBA teams say they were targeted by ghosts while staying at the hotel. Uh, That is uh, downtown close to the arena where the Thunder play. So, again, Skirvin Hotel in the top 25 most haunted places in America. Well, if we don't have enough to worry about in our country, well, there's a rare flesh-eating STD making its waves online after a doctor in the UK warned that it was starting to appear more often in that country. It's called granuloma in Jelani. It's also known as donovanosis. It's a genital ulcerative disease caused by a bacterium, according to the CDC. The CDC says donovanosis causes painless beefy red lesions on the genitals that can bleed. These spreading bleeding lesions led to many to call the STD flesh eating, although it does not actually eat the flesh as it spreads. Rare disease mostly found in India, South Africa, and South America received much attention online after a doctor in England posted on his popular, you got it, TikTok account. He called Donovanosis terrifying and noted that cases are rising in the UK. Now, Donovanosis, still rare in the US, can be treated with antibiotics, according to the CDC, but relapses can occur six to 18 months after apparently effective therapy. Again, do we need something else to worry about? Well, a lawsuit's been filed against Kellogg's, claiming the company markets its strawberry Pop-Tarts as misleading. Anita Harris suing the breakfast food giant, alleging the fruit filling in the Kellogg's whole grain frosted strawberry toaster pastries, mostly other fruits. Product's nutrition label actually shows the pastries are heavier on pears and apples than strawberries, according to TMZ. In the lawsuit, Harris says red coloring in the Pop-Tarts gives a false impression they contain more strawberries than they actually do. And for that, she says the damages exceed $5 million. She also wants to see Pop-Tarts labeled more accurately. Well, if you're one of these people that has been thinking about getting these lizard-looking contact lenses for Halloween, you might want to listen up. Your appearance won't be the only frightening thing about wearing those costume contact lenses. Your eyes will look like a lizard for one night, but the risk of permanent vision loss may not be worth the temporary thrill. Experts say to remember that a contact lens is a piece of plastic that covers the eye and can prevent oxygen from reaching its front surface. New blood vessel growth, redness, watering, and pain are all signs and symptoms that an eye is starved for oxygen. So, if you don't wear contacts and you decide to wear costume contacts for Halloween, be aware. There could be danger there. Well, in Oklahoma, state and national health officials are warning Oklahomans of a salmonella outbreak now being traced back to onions. ProSource Produce has issued a voluntary recall of onions, which have been identified as the source of that outbreak in 37 states. Oklahoma is now second in the country with 100 infections only behind Texas 
with 165. State also has 15 hospitalizations. Nationally, there have been about 652 infections and 129 hospitalizations. So again, if you've got the onions that came from Chihuahua, Mexico, you might want to be careful about those and maybe even throw them out. So again, these are onions that are put out by ProSource Produce. And you might want to keep an eye out for those. Well, over the weekend, British pop star Ed Sheeran said he has tested positive for COVID-19. He will do interviews and performances from his house while he self-isolates. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, he's putting a brand new album out this Friday. Normally, when someone puts out a new album, there's a whole lot of appearances and things they have to do. But he won't be doing that, at least not in person, because he has tested positive. His new studio album is going to be called Equal, just an equal sign. And uh, that will come out this Friday. But again, he now has COVID and he will be doing all of his appearances remotely during this time. And as Halloween approaches, here's something to chew on. Which kinds of Halloween candy can you expect to get stuck in your molars this year? May depend on where you live. Recent study from CandyStore.com, an online candy retailer specializing in bulk shipments, is giving new insight into the most popular Halloween treats from each state. From the chocolate-covered coast to California and Florida to the sweet and sour plains of Nebraska and South Dakota. The country as a whole, according to the study, appears to prefer, what else? The greatest candy of all time, Reese's Cups over all other brands. Skittles, M&M's, Starburst, and perhaps surprisingly, Hot Tamales rounded out the top five. The retailer's state-by-state breakdown, however, paints a different picture. Six states, each favoring Reese's Cups, Starburst, and Sour Patch Kids. Now, if you live in Oklahoma, you're a Skittles person. If you live in Arkansas, where we are broadcasting from, you're a Jolly Ranchers person at number one. Now, if you want to find out the favorite candy in your state, you can go to candystore.com. So at the top of the podcast, we played the great song Angel Eyes from the Jeff Healy Band. 1989, great song used in the movie Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. We played that because this day in 1966, at the age of seven months old, a young boy had his right eye surgically removed. Four months later, he had to have his left eye removed as well. They were replaced with artificial ones. This was because of a rare form of cancer of the eye, which is called retinoblastoma. Three years later, Healy was given his first guitar by his father. And then at the age of 13, the Canadian guitarist formed his first band, Blue Direction. Later, of course, as we said, formed the Jeff Healy Band and uh, had an incredible career. And unfortunately, of course, we lost the great uh, Jeff Healy back in uh, 2008. Jeff Healy dying March 2nd of uh, 2008. And if you don't know uh, that story, he underwent surgery to remove metastatic tissue from both of his lungs. So after getting through the uh, retinoblastoma, he got uh, cancer in his lungs. He had two sarcomas removed from his legs. 
And then March 2nd of 2008, he died of sarcoma in his hometown of Toronto. He was 41 years old. He is uh, buried at Parklawn Cemetery in Ontario. His death came a month before he released an incredible album called Mess of Blues. That was his first rock blues album that he'd put out in eight years, and it is a classic. Again, Mess of Blues came out about a month after the death of the great Jeff Healy. I'm fortunate enough to say that I got to meet him on two different occasions, and he was uh, just as nice a guy as he was a talent. Again, the great Jeff Healy. Well, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Have yourself a great rest of your Monday. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another edition of a Minor Detail Podcast. Jess, tell everybody where they can find us. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments, email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.